All right. Welcome back to the emergency goalies. And you know what? Every once in a while, we can say something good. And the Blackhawks played two games this past week, and they won both games. I mean, I guess miracles do happen, but... Um, yeah, and they even beat a decent team. So, yeah. Uh, that was the kind of the more surprising thing. The Arizona game, probably not too big of a uh, of a surprise, playing a bad team at home. You know, they and Alex Stalock has been sharp since he got back. And, you know, we obviously got a shutout in that game from him. But, you know, it wasn't all goaltending either. The Blackhawks, I think, played a, a really good game. And uh, they skated a lot better than they have in a while. Um, it kind of felt like the team had been in a, in a bit of a malaise for a good month or so there. When they were winning some games early in the year, felt like they were skating and competing a lot harder. And for a while there, it kind of slacked off. But I think in the last two games, they've had a little more jump in their step. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, maybe it was in response to not having Kane, where everybody knew, hey, if we don't kind of step up a little bit, you know, this could get ugly. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I, I was really happy with the way that they played both of those games. Mm-hmm. And and I guess obviously the big story in the Flames game have to be Reichel. Absolutely. By far yeah. the best game as a Blackhawk. Uh, without a doubt. Um, I think he was pretty strong in the Arizona game. He obviously didn't get any points to show for it, but uh, I felt like he was a noticeable presence throughout. Mm-hmm but he he took it up even another notch in the Flames game. And I, I would say in, on multiple shifts during the game, he was the best player on the ice, which was nice to see. And yeah, he just, he seems like a more confident player this time around uh, than he has been in, in his previous stops with the, with the Hawks. Um, I, I do think, um, the fact that they're playing him at wing instead of center uh, is probably for the best. Uh, it, the, the center experiment was worth trying, um, you know, but I, I think his game is just best suited for the wing. Uh, he can utilize his speed a little more. He can hunt pucks a little bit more, both on the four check and on the back check. And he just doesn't have as much to worry about and he yeah. can just kind of play, play more freely and uh, just kind of skate. And I, I, I thought he was uh, an impact player um, in all three zones. Yeah. And that was, you know, obviously great to see. You yeah, know, and then he had the, the beautiful highlight um, goal yeah. and assist too. I mean, the, the offensive skill was you know, obviously awesome to see as well. Well, that's what I was going to say. At this point for the Blackhawks, they need just anyone that can score, whether it's a center or a or a wing going forward. Anybody yeah, the prospect that can be an offensive impact is that's what they need. Absolutely. Their, their forward prospect group is almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, especially when you get beyond Reichel, yeah. um, you're looking at a bunch of, you know, third, fourth line grinder types. Um, yeah, well, I should say with, with Nazer out, he's, he would be the other top six yeah. potential guy, but everybody else. Yeah. It's. Yeah, we're not like in 2014, 15, where it was like the Blackhawks really need to develop a center. They just yeah. need anything. Literally any player with skill is useful. They just need to collect talent as much as possible, wherever they can get it. And yeah, I mean, I, I think Reichel is going to be a good player. Um, uh, there's even an outside shot that he's a, you know, a, a first line left wing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a nice upside to have. Um, but even if he ends up settling in as a second line guy, I, I you feel pretty good about him being a top six. I do. I do. Um, he's, you know, and he's still getting stronger and getting better too. Um, he's a guy that I really liked him as an amateur, but he was very underdeveloped physically. Um, and you know, I wasn't sure how much weight his frame could pack on over the years. Um, but the Blackhawks seemed to believe that he could. And so I just kind of had to take their, their, uh, their word for it. And, uh, they seem, you know, it's, it's been a slow process, but it seems to be happening and he doesn't get knocked off the puck quite as easily. He's, um, just playing a little stronger. Um, without losing any speed and that is a really good sign and so really to me that was that was kind of the only thing that was going to potentially hold him back and I don't I I don't foresee it being an issue anymore and so yeah I I do believe he's got a fairly certain top six upside um so yeah I mean that's it's 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 a nice way to to start um the rebuild up front and it does sound like uh, they're going to keep them up for a while. Um, Even once Kane returns and Kane was skating with the team earlier this today, um, didn't practice. They don't think he's going to play tomorrow. Yeah. I I would think if he was going to play tomorrow, he would have, he would have done the, uh, been a full participant. Um, But just the fact that he was out there today, Mm -hmm. um, means I, I'm not particularly worried about anything. Um, it doesn't really matter if he plays tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day. It's as long as he gets back out there before the trade deadline, it, yeah. it literally doesn't matter. So, yep. Um, yeah, I just keep him out until he's healthy enough to, to play. Because, you know, I did see a little snippet of an interview where he gave and he said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been out there in the Tampa game, the one that he didn't finish. Um, And yeah, it's just, you know, let's just be smart about it. Um, You know, we're not competing for the playoffs. (laughs) It's uh, these games are essentially meaningless and let's not hurt our best asset. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if uh, he gets to play with Reichel um, when they when they're both in the lineup, or if Richardson will potentially split them up to kind of maybe give two different lines a bit of a playmaker because um, that's you know the the Blackhawks actually do have 
a handful of guys that are not, uh, you know, I wouldn't call them elite finishers or anything like that, but, you know, Radish can shoot the puck. Anthony Seal can shoot the puck. Taves can still shoot the puck. Um, Domi can shoot the puck. But they don't have anybody that can set them up for goals other than Kane. Yeah. And Reichel seems to be a guy that can do that. And mm-hmm. so just having that second playmaker out there um, should hopefully get them above the two goals per game mark. Okay. Um, and obviously which, the question then is we were talking about a little bit is, do you think they will keep him up for a long time? Or do you think? I honestly, at this point, with the way he's playing, unless his play slips noticeably, um, I do think they will keep him up um, from this point on up until um, the the last couple of weeks, um, the the AHL playoff roster deadline comes. I think it's like 10 days before the end of the regular season, and you have to demote your guys before then in order to make them eligible for the AHL yeah. playoffs. So I do think he'll, he'll drop down for that. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. Do you think that's a sure thing? I think it is. I, I don't see any reason why, you know, keeping him up for the last three or four regular season games with the Hawks does him any good compared to playing, you know, a couple of regular season games in the AHL and then getting the, the AHL playoff experience. I, that's, that's, way more important to me. So, and I would assume it's more important for the Blackhawks. They they made all of those moves to get veteran AHL players for the express purpose of getting into the playoffs and hopefully advancing and getting some guys some experience. So I, I can't imagine that aspect has changed. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I think has changed is they feel like Reichel can actually stay up in the interim now. Whereas I think when they brought him up, uh, what was that, like a month or two ago? Yeah, for just like a couple of days. A couple of games where he was just basically a, uh, an emergency injury fill. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he didn't play that great in those couple of games. And um, I just, I, I think he's just found a new level of confidence. And mm-hmm. I think he feels like he belongs now. And I think getting that first goal can hopefully cement that mindset for him. That, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an NHL player now. So yeah, I, you know, that's, that's a, give, give, gives us something to, to look forward to each game anyway. Sometimes when that damn breaks, when you get that first one, mm-hmm. then sometimes it can really go. Yeah. That's the hope anyway. All right. A couple other notes, I guess. Uh, Stay lock, they said was kind of sick. So they've shuffled up a couple like, you know, AHL goalies that, I don't think they're going to play, but yeah, they're just there for, <laughs> I mean, uh, they were in such dire straits the other day that, uh, they had, uh, our, our, our boy. Yeah. Scott Foster, uh, Scott Foster was, was one of the two goalies at practice the other day. Yeah. Um, just because Stalock was, was sick and, uh, um, yeah. So they're, yeah, you know, the flu is going around everywhere. It's not a not isolated to the Hawks here. A lot of teams have had to deal with um, kind of the flu going around. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I would assume Mrazek will play all of the games as long as he's healthy as well until yeah. Staylock uh, can get back in there. And yeah, you know, hopefully, <laughs> I shouldn't say hopefully, but, um, you know, if we get Mrazek back in there, maybe we get back onto, uh, onto the losing ways until Staylock returns. Um, but hey, I, you know, Alex Staylock deserves a, a shout out. He's been playing great all year. I, he really has. Yeah. It, I, I don't understand some of the the ways that he plays at times, but man, he's he's being athletic and he's being exciting and he's being effective. Teach so, a goalie to play like that, but absolutely not. It's it's uh, kind of like a hybrid of early '90s pseudo stand-up butterfly mm-hmm. hybrid we're still doing kick saves and we're doing all kinds yeah. of craziness in there. And yeah, it's, you it, wonder it's if like when he was a kid, his hero was Dominic Hasek. Something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, it's definitely the complete opposite of Corey Crawford yes. who <laughs> always made the minimal amount of movement mm-hmm. was always positioned perfectly. And was just there to anticipate and absorb pucks and stay luck is react. He's almost like one of those, um, the quarterbacks, like a Brett Favre back in the day when they used to have the coaches. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Um, definitely that type of, that type of player, but yeah, you know, it's never boring, never boring. And the other minor note I'll just have is uh, Tyler Johnson still going, still going, healthy. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, glad to have been wrong about being concerned there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I will say he hasn't been nearly as effective since yes. he's returned um, as he was before. Um, that might just be a slump um, as opposed to maybe you know, not being a hundred percent, but we'll see. Hopefully he can kind of get rejuvenated here a little bit too. Um, Although even that doesn't matter. They're not trading him. So. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I, like I said, I'm I'm curious if they can maybe get two lines going though with Keen coming back and then Reichel hopefully driving a little bit of play on another line. Yeah. I'm just, right, so uh, I guess, I, I'm just looking for three goals a game. Give me three goals a game. Any, yeah, a little bit more than we're getting. Um, okay, so I guess we'll move ahead to the games this week, starting tomorrow against the Avalanche. Yeah, the the broken down, beat up yeah. Avalanche. Uh, you, you're not going to notice, or I mean, you're not going to recognize as many of the names as you would expect uh, for the Stanley Cup champions. It's, yeah, a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover. It's I, I I I don't even know that I would consider it too much of a hangover. I'm not sure that it's them not, you know, being 100 percent focused. They're just beat up, and uh, there were I want to say there was a lineup that they had to throw out there like three weeks ago, where it was like they had one of their f- top six players out there. Everybody else was out of the lineup, and their entire third and fourth line was like AHL call-ups and stuff like that. It was just ridiculous. 
So they've been ravaged by injuries. Yeah, just 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 beat up. And uh, it's been a, a good week or two since I've kind of seen anything with them. So I'm not sure how many guys are back yet. But um, yeah, it's definitely not a full lineup yet. So they they're they're vulnerable. And then uh, on the opposite end with the next game, you've got the red hot Seattle Kraken coming to town who are fully healthy and I they're think they're on a five game win streak. Yeah. Right now. <clears throat> um, and they're, they're a fun team to watch. Didn't um, they um, score like eight goals the other game? Ooh. Uh, I might've missed that game. Um, yeah. I know they, they had that crazy game against the Kings like a month ago. That was like eight to seven or something like that. They're nine to eight or something. Have- yeah, they beat the Senators eight to three. Oh, nice. Yeah, I totally missed that game then. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. They have four lines that can score. Uh, it's, it's a fairly deep offensive team. Uh, their, their defense can occasionally, well, defense and goaltending can occasionally be leaky, but um, they put a lot of pressure on you offensively um, in just about every game. So yeah. if that's a Morazic game, it could get out of handy (laughs) quite early. Um, And then after that, you've got the up and down Buffalo Sabres coming to town. And generally that's a, a, would potentially be a winnable game, but the Sabres also kind of have a young, deep team where you know, when they're on and they're they're playing well, they can score and they can put a lot of pressure on you, just like the Kraken. It's a, it's a kind of a very similar lineup in my yeah. view. It's just that the Sabres are one of the youngest teams and the, the Kraken are mostly veterans. So mm-hmm. you kind of get a little bit of an inconsistency from Buffalo that you don't get from, yeah. from Seattle. So, yeah, I mean, it's three games where uh, I, I, I don't know that the Seattle game is winnable unless Staylock is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Colorado and Buffalo, uh, you, you know, you catch them on the right day and the, the Blackhawks could certainly surprise them like they did with Calgary. Yep. Um, and then, you know, that's that those three games are the end of the homestand uh, from, from this, from that point on after the Buffalo game, it's a lot of road games. So. Yep. All right. Well, We'll see. I mean, kind of one of those weird things where it's like, I don't know if I want the Blackhawks to go on a winning streak, but then again, I don't like them to lose. But yeah, I, I'm doing. never going to be sad when they're when they win. So, yep. It's uh, I, I won't complain when they lose, but I won't be sad when they win. That's right. All right. So of course, Michael on Twitter, MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85, and you can get the podcast on the Apple podcast app and Spotify and we'll be back and hey, maybe the Blackhawks will win a couple more.